Hello, and welcome to uh, the one edition of the year of the Sunday Night Recap Show of uh, the NFL. It is I, Eric Jensen, joined today by my good friend Bradford Sonnenberg, all the way from Alberta, Canada. Bradford, obviously the main event today is going to be Broncos Chiefs. There's going to be a lot of Broncos Chiefs talk. But can we talk about some other games, too? Because I, I feel like I, I did watch Red Zone for the second half of most of the early games. Didn't really see anything uh, in the afternoon. Like, I know Brock Purdy. That was a big story today. Uh, I, I, I was truly dismantled on, on that front as far as that take went. Uh, but my Cowboys take, man. Your that, Cowboys that, take. That's a that, win, eh? That, that's, wow, a, that's a that's a win. Even though they won, like, come on now. Not the Texans. If you need a last-minute game-winning touchdown against the Texans, oh my god. Yeah, goodness. like, come on, guys. You're 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 a fake team. Uh, and honestly, I'm so hyped for Sunday Night Football. You know my my affinity for Justin, although in a cruel twist of fate, fate's knife sticking just straight into my heart. In my fantasy league record that has a punishment to avoid the toilet bowl, I basically need Justin Herbert to have an awful night because I am going up against Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. So I basically need like total implosion in prime time from Justin Herbert. And I fear he's about to rip my heart out. Uh, So yeah, not looking great there. I also have the Chiefs defense today, which... Why do you like, own the Chiefs defense? That explains why you're in contention for the toilet bowl. Was oh like my God, that's that. on you, bro. They, hey, suck. they still They still put up like 28 points today. It was very solid. Because of the picks. But yeah, because of the picks. And the, touch, and the touchdown, um, which was nice. Um, okay, we, we can get into this game now. I mean... For... I guess let's just attack this from an emotional level first. Like, I know you were very excited for this game. I don't know why. Like, do you really think the Broncos could hurt me, like, any any more than they currently have? Like, uh, you do realize that apathy has set in now. Like, yes, I, I will lie, but most pain, I, I will not lie, the most painful part of the game in the moment where I had the most emotional breakdown was for Russell Wilson pick six. That was extremely tough. Uh, that was one of the that, funniest plays of the year. Oh, my that, goodness. That was extremely tough. I basically died there. But the rest of the game, I never got sucked in. I tweeted it several times. I texted you it. You know, it was a mirage. I always knew it was a mirage. They're still not good. Um, I, I'm, I honestly missed the portion of Russell Wilson passing touchdowns uh jerry judy did a good thing uh if he thinks i'm going to come on this podcast and sing his praises absolutely not do more than one good thing over the span of like 20 career games like you you are and also don't fight refs like he's extremely lucky he did not get banned from that game almost immediately when he physically assaulted a ref like he straight up did and also on the jerry judy front I think as far as Judy is concerned, I think he needs to be buying Steve Spagnuolo a nice steak dinner because 
this was less of a comment on Jerry Judy and more of a comment on <laughs> Spags, I think. I mean, it's nice seeing signs of life from the Broncos offense, but still, it, it did feel like a mirage a bit. Yeah, he's a malcontent, and I don't like him still, and I, I won't give him any credit. You say the Chiefs defense played poorly, which, like, the scoring would suggest. But really? Like, I mean, they did get almost They let the worst offense in the league convert a third and 23. And then they started letting Brett Rippon throw a touchdown. No, it was an unforgivable performance. And, like, anything that I hear about, oh, you know, Russ has actually shown up. Russ played awful this game. Like it I was didn't like, think he was that bad. I he really was better don't. Better than than some, but like a lot of the the uh, <laughs> like it, it's just you, you never. At least I didn't ever feel confident. Um, past like the like the halfway point in the second quarter that they were ever going to make a stop. It just like the Broncos were shooting themselves in the foot, which which gave them the space they needed. But I mean, it was just like. At what point do you, like, I don't know, maybe get a guy to cover Jerry Judy, maybe, after he hits you for like the third touch time? And I don't know. I, I just, like, the offense, it, it stagnated at points. But, I mean, this is a really, really good Broncos defense that they they relatively let up. So I'm not I'm not going to focus too much on the picks. Yeah, Mahomes made some dumb throws. It is what it is. It's frustrating. But, man, this defense, you can't trust them. They keep throwing games away. Like, I don't I I don't understand how there's any way to look at this defense allowing the worst offense since the 2000 Browns to put up a lot of points as a positive. I mean, it's just pathetic. Like I mean they had a few missed tackles. You say all that, Bradford, but, like, this is one bad defensive performance in, like, the last five weeks. They played – they did the same thing against the Bengals. They completely sold that game. Missed tackle after tackle after tackle. It's I think you're just – And the, the I, amount I think of you're other just, teams receivers get away with offense I, I think and you're just confused. I think, call. I think it, your expectations are way too high. I think the Chiefs are an above-average defense. I disagree. You want them to be the Bills, you, but if, they are not the Bills. If you go off of uh, uh, DVOA going into this week, it's going to be worse after this game. The Chiefs' offense is first in the league, and the defense is 25th. That's well below average. Whereas, like, man, I, I, I just I, – I don't feel like it's been an average to above average defense. Like, it just – to me, it just feels like they uh, – I just have no they, worries. They had trouble stopping Russell Wilson at points. But we that say this literally happened. every year, and then they get it all together, and they put together, like, three spectacular playoff performances. I didn't think they put together three spectacular playoff performances last year. I mean, like, they, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a sky-is-falling proponent. I mean, the team is 10-3. and three. They just are probably going to clinch the division tonight, like – you know, they're, they're going to be fine. And I still like their chances of going to the Super Bowl. But, like, man, this defense, it's it's not necessarily like a roster construction thing. It's just, like, I I I wonder. I mean, part of it, I think, is Juan Thornhill really regressing. Like, I don't know what's happening. But just Spagnolo, he just, he, he, 
refuses to adapt or adjust. You, you live by him and you die by him. And I'm really worried about that costing them a playoff game. You know, like it's it's a little concerning when you see the the Russell Wilson Broncos give you a scare. That's 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 all. That's where I'm at. You know, I really don't think those concerns should exist for you ever, Bradford, because of the guy you have at quarterback. Like to me, that was the story of this game was that despite having what I would argue was his worst performance of the year, Patrick Mahomes still put up. 350 yards and three touchdowns that first touchdown oh my goodness like like, what can you say (laughs) no no and this is why i kind of can't stand chiefs fans bradford is you you guys always got something to complain about you don't understand you have a life hack you have something that literally no one else has like when josh allen has a bad day josh allen throws three picks and he loses like Patrick Mahomes throws three picks, but he also throws 352 yards and three touchdowns. It's like, come on. Some guys really have it tough, eh? Yeah, it's like, come on. This is why I hate you, Bradford. Like, like, (laughs) like, just open your eyes. Like, there's literally nothing. It's not coming from a point of not being grateful. There's literally nothing to be worried about. This team is going to be in the Super Bowl. End I just story. think this defense is no one is going to beat them. Who cares? To the level. Who cares? You'll get in an you'll get in a shootout, and Patrick Mahomes will put up five touchdowns. Where's the I don't I don't I don't doubt Mahomes. That has absolutely like, nothing to do with it. I'm like, just saying. To me, yes, it'll probably be fine. And this team can this team can run away with their division with a subpar defense. But I th- would be happier if the defense performed to its talent level, which it has not, and it continues to make baffling coverage decisions and leaving guys wide open. And it's incredibly frustrating. I, I just I just wish this team just had more of a killer instinct, you know? Like I I much prefer when they're oh, trailing than when they're please. ahead. Then, they do have a killer instinct. They've put away so many teams this year. Like, come on. I just, That's I just one of the most absolutely ridiculous statements you've ever made. Sure, it was a bad day defensively. But does that really matter, Bradford? You just won, and your quarterback just threw three interceptions and at the same time threw for 352 yards and three touchdowns. Like, you're going to beat anyone you play. Like... Sure, you got to kind of worry about the Bills and Bengals, but other than that, there's no competition. And even if you go into those games, guess what? You're going to be favored because you're probably going to get home field advantage. Like, I listen, listen. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just tired of this "woe is me" crap from you. Okay, I'm sorry, Eric. Good teams can have questions. No, not every fan base. Just because. We're not treating an absolute meatball. Doesn't mean that we can't criticize some of the absolutely cannot. You absolutely cannot criticize the Chiefs. They they are. You know what this is? Listen, I will not listen. I understand that you are some poor, uh, disease-ridden, starving African child watching me eat my 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 nice 
my nice dinner in my nice first world country. And you're complaining that the steak's a little too rare. That you have been given the hand that you've been dealt. And I apologize. But I will not be shamed for being mad when my meat's undercooked. Okay? I'm sorry. I didn't choose how the cards were dealt. You're over there. You're eating. You're you. I'm just you're saying. Out three grains of rice. You know what? You ate pretty good today. You ate pretty good today. Not right? really. Was, they lost, and they never had a chance of winning. Not even you know, close. You criticize, you criticize us rich people for being rich. Maybe you poor people need to learn how to find joy in something for once. Oh man. I, uh, I, so I'm I supposed just, to take joy in the fact that my quarterback who i paid 300 million dollars to barely put together three touchdowns that we barely scored 28 points that my quarterback is now concussed that i'm basically probably down to brett ripping for the next three weeks and that i just lost to the chiefs for the ninth time in a row like come on stop telling no 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 no. you cannot tell me did you say ninth yeah i'm pretty sure that was actually the 14th Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, that, that <laughs> just, just, just a little correction there. But, but, but my point is, my point time is, in I, row. Listen, I understand like, that you're in a very dark place uh, football wise right now, but it is ridiculous to suggest that just because you're down bad doesn't mean that I can't voice some of my concerns with the way the Chiefs are playing. Yes, they're going to be fine. The sky isn't falling. They're going to get a home playoff game. It's going to be okay. But that doesn't mean that I can't say, hey, it's a little concerning how this keeps happening because it's been a couple weeks in a row now where this has been happening. And it's like, I should still be allowed to say that, you know? I didn't I didn't ask to be a fan of a good team. It just happened, all right? I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't have the same the same fortune that I did. But I can still say that the defense needs to play better. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I I'm, mean, I'm just sensing so uh, much uh, so much hatred and, and jealousy radiating off of you. You're, I mean, I am. Yeah, I'm jealous that you have the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, can, can we just talk about some of my home stuff today? I get the throw to Jared McKinnon. That's going to get the head. That's going to be on the highlight reels. But the throw to Juju Smith-Schuster in the end zone, that was insane. The fact that he evades pressure, throws off his back foot, a dime into the end zone. And honestly, the best throw of the day was the one that killed the Broncos. Third and 11 or whatever it was, rolling to his right, defender in his face, just a line drive, a dart right into the hands of Marquez Valdez-Gantling. A lot of people like Mahomes because of the crazy no-look passes. I like Mahomes because he just does everything at a high level. Like, that is, like, he makes that look easy, but that is an insanely hard throw to make on the run. Not, you can't really, you don't have the momentum across your body. It's got to be, you can't move your arm all the way across. It's the shortstop like, play. Like, yeah. he plays football, he plays quarterback like a shortstop because he was like, a shortstop. It's like that, that. That stuff is what blows me away with Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know if there's much more to talk about in this game. I mean, we, like, the Broncos got extremely lucky to be in it because of a below-average Chiefs defense day. And, you know, the in the end, they were never in danger of winning because Patrick Mahomes just kept them at arm's length. And then... The, the Chiefs' defense, when they needed it, and this is where I 
snap back at, at your just woe woe be gone. Uh, woe be gone. Just say it. They played woe like be gone attitude. They literally won the game. They caused Brett Ripon to throw an interception and, <laughs> and and won the game. They hit Brett Ripon. He threw a duck. They intercepted it. They won the game. They they sacked Russell Wilson nearly eight times today. Like, please stop telling me that this defense is not good because the pass rush is ferocious and the defense and the secondary could clearly force turnovers, which is. They couldn't get any pressure on Burrow. And guess what? I'm sorry to say we're not going to be playing the Russell Wilson Broncos in the playoffs. Sure, you can light up this absolute disaster of a franchise, but like my concern is more against the higher echelon teams that are good at anything. Like it hasn't, I don't know. I, I, I just, it was just a frustrating game because when you're up 27 nothing and it ends within the reach of a touchdown at the end of the game, that's frustrating. And I think I have a right to be frustrated. Like, I just, like, I don't know. It wasn't the second half of this game. I didn't have a whole lot of fun watching. But, oh, well, a win is a win. I mean, I, I, I didn't have enough time to do it, but I was planning on assembling a list of major world events that have happened since the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And I got to about the death of the Queen, and it was just there's just too many to go over. I mean, we've had three presidents since the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but that's, I mean, there was a major pandemic took the world out for a year. A lot has happened, but it's good. To, it's good to know that even in times of such uncertainty, there's at least something we can count on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of the rest of the, uh, Let's talk about some of the rest of the NFL today. I know you're just going to disagree with this vehemently, but, and I do too at this point, because if Patrick Mahomes didn't throw for 352 yards and three touchdowns a day, I would say Jalen Hurts is like right in the race for MVP. Oh, absolutely. Like, he is. Like, like I mean, three picks. Like, and, what can you do? And, to be completely honest with you, if they give Patrick Mahomes the MVP and Jalen Hurts is not the offensive player of the year, it's an absolute travesty because no one really means more to their offense than Patrick Mahomes than Jalen Hurts does. Uh, it is crazy how good the Eagles are right now. They are, to me, clearly the best team in the NFL. Great defense, great running game, great passing game. Literally everything, no weaknesses. They are going to be extremely dangerous to watch. And the Giants today, the poor Giants just had no answer. Like I, I sent out the tweet, the Giants are, you know, the Giants run defense couldn't stop an e-bike. And unfortunately, the Philadelphia Eagles are a Mack truck. Like they are, they are yeah. not, like they are not, the they, Eagles? Are not, they are not going to be stopped by the puny Giants. The Eagles are what people thought the Bills were going to be going in. I mean, the Bills have still been excellent, but like the way people talked about the Bills in the offseason as this absolutely unstoppable juggernaut, that's what the Eagles turned out to be. Depth at every position, capability at every every facet of the game. I mean, they 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 
they just seem to adapt and adjust and always find a way to win. And yeah, I absolutely think Hurts, if the season ended today and Hurts won the MVP, it wouldn't be a travesty because he deserves it just as much as Mahomes does, I think. And I mean, you know, when you only have three picks and you're part of this great offense, you know, I, I, there's still like almost a quarter of the season left. So I think it's a little foolish when people are suggesting that the race is over now uh, when there's still like lots of time uh, left in the season. But no, I don't think it's that ridiculous to say that Hertz is, Hertz is number number one or number two on the list right now. It's hard to argue with it. I mean, they're blowing everybody out of the water and he almost never costs his team with a mistake. So it's 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 kind of hard to hear that. Now the real question is, is Jalen Hurts as good as Brock Purdy? Because wow, the Brock Purdy Niners, uh, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be holding them back from achieving their destiny as one of the best teams in the NFC. Like they're just they're just an absolute wagon. I mean, they had I only watched bits and pieces of the game because I was obviously focusing on the Chiefs game, but they had. Uh, uh, Tom in absolute fits, you know, like he could barely get anything going. He threw multiple picks. So I don't know. I don't think the Niners need to be too worried outside of perhaps Debo Samuel being injured, which of course he is. It's just the Niners luck. But I do think it's notable that Brock Purdy performed at a pretty reasonably solid level in this game. Yeah. He was not a disaster. Uh, yeah. That, that, that was very, really the story of this week, I think was, surprising quarterback performances i mean baker mayfield opens the week on thursday night kind of <laughs> like i don't know if it's if i go as far to say he saved his career but he certainly gave it you know a, a nice little shock with the defibrillator because that that last drive was tremendous and and, and a really good you know really good plays from baker mayfield and you look at the uh, the Carolina Panthers; they're a competent offense with Sam Darnold at the helm. It is yeah. a, a very weird time to be alive in uh, in the NFL if you like these kind of under the radar quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, even uh, even as a as a not necessarily a surprising quarterback performance, but just like man, the the Vikings. Uh, a penchant for allowing 400 yard games seems to finally have caught up with them. They in fact, cannot keep getting away with it. And I mean, what a masterclass from Jared Goff, you know, uh, 27 of 39, 330 yards, three touchdowns and zero picks. I mean, it was a borderline perfect game from him. I, I watched most of it and he was absolutely magnificent. in it. It's, it makes me happy to see Goff, you know, really, really redeem himself and prove prove the haters wrong. You know, as a guy who's been through a lot and ended up in Detroit of all places, which many would consider to be an unfortunate destination to end up, he has been performing. And, you know, not that the Vikings are necessarily in danger of losing the division, but, man, the Lions making a, a push for the last wildcard spot doesn't seem as ridiculous as it did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the, the Lions are absolutely incredible. Ben Johnson seems like he is one of these guys who's making a late season, like he'll be a head coach next year type runs with that offense. Very good offense. Jamison Williams kind of came to life today. Like it's, it's very promising for the Lions. 
very promising for Jared Goff. And that 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 preseason bet's going to be very, very close, I think, between what Justin Fields, especially with the injuries, the stats Justin Fields puts up versus the stats Jared Goff puts up. Uh, I, I feel like they're going to be neck and neck. Um, Jared Goff will probably win because he throws more than Justin Fields does, but Justin Fields, I, I don't think I should be penalized for, for, no. for his legs. No, I think it's, they've both been very good. Yeah, they 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 have both been very good this year, uh, and and I, I I you know I'm a fan. Um, let me pull up just because I know I'm forgetting stuff. Where I need, sorry, I need the scores in front of me. That's just the way my brain works. Um. The Ravens are in like real trouble, like very, very real trouble if Tyler Huntley is out for the next two weeks because they got very lucky to not lose to those Steelers. Very, very lucky. All they did once Anthony Brown got in the game was run the ball. Thank you very much. I had Mark Andrews on my fantasy team. He put up a grand total of three points this week. So thanks a lot, Ravens. Really nice of you to completely abandon the throw game. That was great. And I I cannot wait for crunch time to come and for Lamar Jackson not to be back. Personally, Bradford, the Ravens to me, they're just like lost potential. Like they Lamar started the year so good and then everyone got injured and he had a slump. But then he started playing really well again, and then he got injured. And it's like, I'm kind of done with him, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just I'm just done with the Ravens. I, I, I no longer want to pay attention to them as an NFL entity. They are, they're, they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. And honestly, should not be a playoff team. They've just won a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of in many respects with their injury. Look, they're sort of the Niners of the AFC. Uh, I mean, they they the just never really seem to... The, the Niners at least, like, put a watchable product on the field. Oh, like, the Niners they... actually have the GOAT on their roster, though, Brock Purdy. So, I mean, the Ravens right. have, have no such luxury, unfortunately. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Kenny Pickett got hurt in this game. That was a little bit of a shame. George Pickens was... Uh... Was nice. Had a few uh, receptions. Not not a ton. Deontay Johnson continues to kind of be the driver there. The Steelers really needed to win this one. If they had won this one, there was like a half sliver of a chance that they, you know, were would be a team to watch down the stretch. But at five and eight, they're they're pretty much out of it now. So yeah, it, it's a Tomlin's streak is looking a little. Yeah, a little that, less up to the uh, sustainable. Yeah, one more loss and that streak is gone. Um, let's talk about a five and eight team that is not dead. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, yeah, Trevor, what a win! What a performance! Trevor Lawrence, a great performance, three hundred sixty-eight yards, three touchdowns. I'm still hesitant to move him above ten in any sort of quarterback rankings because. He is still so wildly inconsistent, Bradford. It feels like he puts up a week like this, and then the next week he'll go like 19 for 35 with 185 yards. He's like just – the flashes are there, but like he has a really hard time putting these games together. He kind of reminds me of like 
Dak almost in that retrospect. Mm. Um, but they're a five and eight team that is not dead because this felt like the game where the Titans quit on the season. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, because uh, to have your coach basically come out and publicly state this is the week where we figure out if we're tough or not, if if we are a player or not. And to come out, and I know the final score is 36-22, but this was not that close. They got blown out from start to finish, showed no fight on defense, and they just don't have anyone to throw to. Uh, yeah, things are – their leading receiver today was Austin Hooper, which is yeah. never, never something you want to be saying. I'll be honest, I'm rooting for a – Full Titans collapse. I don't want this team anywhere near the playoffs. I think the Jaguars are much more interesting. Uh, a much. Do you more think they catch them? To 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 me in that regard. Okay, here's the rest of the Titans schedule. The Chargers next week. That could be a do or die game for the Chargers. So who who knows? But the Chargers, as we both know, are inconsistent. The Texans. They're probably getting a win there and getting the eight wins. The Cowboys, you never know, but it's a Thursday night game. Could always get weird. And then they have Jacksonville again. So if Jacksonville wins and keeps winning and beats Tennessee again, they do have a very real shot of getting them into the playoffs. But they basically have – there's no more margin for error for the Jaguars. They they have maybe one more loss in them because – and that's really hoping that Tennessee really stumbles down the line. Um but definitely whoever the five seed is is going to take care of the Titans. They are not a great team. Jags' final schedule looks like Dallas, the Jets, and the Texans. If you can beat the Cowboys next week, if you're the Jaguars in Jacksonville, you are very much alive because the Jets, to me, unfortunately, the Jets are out of it. Like, today was kind of the day where the Jets crashed out of it because if Mike White is hurt you cannot play Joe Flacco and if Mike White is hurt Mike White is limited and a limited Mike White is not the guy and unless you want to go back to Zach Wilson which it doesn't feel like you can at this point uh you're kind of screwed so uh, unfortunately you know that was a lot of information per usual but my main takeaways are the Jaguars are alive the Titans are hanging on to their last breath. But ultimately, I don't think the Jets are a playoff team. I, I really don't. Yeah, I can still see the Jets cobbling together a few more wins and, and making it in the last spot. They're still a very fun team, you know. And I still trust the defense to get it done. I mean, ultimately in this game, like, Mike White, I don't even think he played that bad. He just got bent in half a couple times. And it was just uh, really unfortunate to see, you know. Care about him going to the hospital, apparently just as a precaution. But, yeah, I mean, this is another week where the Jets, you know, had a chance to win the game on the last drive, and they just couldn't quite get it done. And the sun is getting a little lower on their uh, on their playoff hopes for sure. But I thought they did a good job limiting the Bills' offense, which is, is always a victory. So it is what it is. I, I still think it's a positive season for the Jets, regardless of whether they make it to the playoffs or not. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I do trust uh, their 
I, I trust that they can they can still make the playoffs. Like I, I understand your concerns about why they you know it could fall off a little bit, but I still think that they're good enough that it's it's maybe a 50-50 at this point. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll we'll see how how that ends up working out. Okay, Bradford, Sunday night football is about to start. I would like to zone in and watch that because I think it's going to be a good game. What what are your predictions for tonight? No, okay. I predict that I think Justin Herbert performs well enough uh to maybe put up half the points that the Dolphins are going to put up in this game. The Dolphins are about to drop a nuclear warhead on this pathetic Chargers defense. I'm seeing like a 40-burger here, and, you know, I think Herbert's going to throw two fourth-quarter touchdowns to make it look respectable. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins' offense will rebound from an off day because they're just off game last week because they're just that good, and the Chargers' defense is just that bad. That's, That's my predictions. Okay. I think I'll take the Dolphins here as well. All righty. We may be back later this week, but I would highly doubt it. I think this will be the episode for this week. So we will see you the week of Christmas. That should be a scheduling nightmare. Um, Until then, we will see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.